You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. It is 628 <coughs> excuse me, p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we welcome you, of course, to the WCW USHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we present to you episode 285 of the WCW US Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCW US Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, will be bringing you tonight's pop um, uh, news and views, of course, not only from 411 Mania, but also through, of course, our friends at CNN. 
Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you tonight's pop culture history and birthday report, as well as, of course, to get you prepped for tonight's edition of Revolution tonight, we will be bringing you some wrestling news tidbits, also courtesy of 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, call the phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141-387-POUND, and press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Before we, of course, go any further, ladies and gentlemen, let us first now go to our friends at CNN who bring us, of course, five five major headlines of the day. And, of course, in order to bring that to your attention, let's now go to the Amazon Echo Dot, in which, we, of course, we will ask it, to, we, will, we will say the following phrase. Alexa, current news. Hey, Chad, here's your news. From CNN. This is a CNN breaking news alert for Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021 at 4.31 p.m. Eastern Time. The House Select Committee investigating January 6th has asked Representative Jim Jordan, former President Donald Trump's top congressional allies, to voluntarily meet with the panel as it zeroes in on Republican lawmakers who may have significant knowledge of events leading up to the U.S. Capitol attack. Jordan previously warned the committee that targeting GOP lawmakers in any capacity would be met with political retribution if Republicans retake the House after next year's midterm elections. For more CNN audio news, go to CNN.com, audio, CNN.com or the CNN app. This podcast is sponsored by Cisco. Cisco is creating a more sustainable future with smart building solutions. Learn more at Cisco.com. Hello from CNN. I'm Afoma Dike with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, December 22nd. The FDA has authorized the first pill to treat COVID-19. Pfizer's Paxlovid is designed for ill people to home before they get sick enough to be hospitalized. High-risk people 12 and older who weigh at least 88 pounds and have a positive COVID-19 test are eligible for this treatment and will have to have it prescribed by a doctor. According to the FDA, the pill should be taken as soon as possible after you've been diagnosed with the virus and within five days of you showing symptoms. Here's CNN medical correspondent Elizabeth Cohen. You have to move quickly with this pill. You have to feel the symptoms, go and get a test, call the doctor, get a prescription. It can be really tough to get all of that done within five days of feeling symptoms. And if you wait too long, this pill is not going to work so well. Meanwhile, the Omicron coronavirus variant has been identified in every state in the U.S., as well as Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. That's according to public statements from hospital systems and state officials. It's been 22 days since the U.S. identified its first case of Omicron. People with federal student loans won't have to make a repayment until May 1st. The pause on payments would have ended on February 1st, but President Joe Biden says he's extending the temporary freeze that's been in place since the start of the pandemic. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. We know some student loan borrowers are still coping with the pandemic and need some time before resuming payments. So this pause gives the administration time to manage the ongoing pandemic and further strengthen our economic recovery. During this just has stopped accumulating and collections on defaulted debt have been on hold. 
At least 83 people have died in a boat accident off the coast of northeastern Madagascar. That's according to the country's maritime agency. The agency says the cargo ship was carrying 138 people and sank Monday night. The agency spokesperson says 50 people have been rescued and five are still missing. The spokesperson says the ship wasn't authorized to transport people and according to the boat was overloaded and water flooded the engine. The holiday forecast in parts of the western U.S. will either be delightful or irritating depending on how you see it. It will be a white Christmas. First, a warm system will unfold Wednesday into Thursday, but snow is only expected in areas with the highest elevations. But over the weekend, a much colder and harsher storm could lead to snow in places closer to sea level, like Washington and Oregon. The Sacramento National Weather Service also said that snow could pile up to 10 feet in the Sierra Nevada mountains. The expected conditions are caused by an atmospheric river event, which is a flow of moisture thousands of feet in the sky. Next, the discovery of a time capsule dating back more than 100 years. Welcome back. Experts plan to open an 1887 time capsule in Richmond that was found in the pedestal of a former statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. That's according to Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. The 12-ton statue of Lee on his horse was removed back in September, but workers didn't find the time capsule until dismantling the 40-foot pedestal last week. The statue was removed after it became a focal point for racial justice protests in Richmond. Historians believe 37 Richmond residents donated about 60 items to the time capsule, many of which were related to the Confederacy. That's all for now. We'll be back at AM Eastern Time with the latest headlines whenever you want them and wherever you are. Alexis, stop. <clears throat> we do thank the Amazon Echo Dot for allowing us, of course, to read these stories, also courtesy of our friends at CNN. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Amazon Echo Dot is a very useful uh, tool to, of course, look up items where you're not, you do not have access to your smartphone or your computer. You can help, of course, anything from, of course, find detailed things Thanks for people who are, are uh, <clears throat> getting prepared for job interviews or even, of course, help children out with their uh, school projects. You can also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, help keep up, keep track of anything you order off of Amazon.com through this. By, of course, it will alert you, of course, it will send notifications indicating, of course, when it has left and how long it, how long it should take to arrive, of course, at your home. So, ladies and gentlemen, Amazon Echo Dot, a very useful tool here indeed. Please, of course, try to to get one today and definitely give it a try of course <clears throat> it is very very of course unique and useful indeed of course it is a proud research tool of the wcws radio network let's go ahead ladies and gentlemen then now go to our friends at 411 mania also the wcws radio network always thanks our friends at 411 mania for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows of course in addition to right here on the side of the ropes of course here on revolution Wolfpack Raw Radio, as well as Power WCWS this morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, Sports Machine. And all of you, ladies and gentlemen, we hope to get a lot more of our shows up and going here, of course, here very, very soon. <clears throat> and, of course, and 411 Manning will definitely be used, of course, in great extent on all of those other shows. Our first story, of course, coming in here, like I said, through our pop culture uh, uh, sources here. Joseph Lee posted this story here today 
as the first trailer and poster officially arrived for the new Doctor Strange movie called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. If you saw Spider-Man No Way Home this weekend, you were treated to the first teaser trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Marvel Studios has now brought that trailer online, which also promises the return of Mordo, Wanda Maximoff, and what appears to be Strange Supreme. Film Sam uh, Raimi with a script by Jade Haley Bartlett and Michael Waldron. It does star Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Wong, Rachel McAdams, Chit Whittle, uh, Chip Chiwetel Ejiofor. I'm hopefully I'm, mispr- I'm sorry if I mispronounced that name. Also Elizabeth Olsen and Gomez. Uh, It'll be released in theaters on May the sixth. And ladies and gentlemen, we will we will just teaser for for the Doctor Strange movie on the uh, Entertainment Cavalcade Facebook page. If you wish to, of course, check that out. <clears throat> Our next story here coming in came in yesterday, courtesy of Jeremy Thomas, as of course uh, a list of events coming up to, to HBO Max in January, excuse, <clears throat> including of course Peacemaker, Fringe, some DC movies, and more. HBO Max has announced a ton of new content coming to the service in January, including Peacemaker, a whole bunch of older DC films, and more. <clears throat> the full list, of course, is right here on this page, which also features most, if not all, of the DC animated films, as well as as well as the Superman movie starring the late Christopher Reeve, as well as library titles of shows like Fringe and ER, plus plenty more. Also, doubts are some films leaving the service. 1993, Ghost of, Ghost in the Machine, also Rabid, uh, also Project X, and others. <clears throat> Anyway, let's say titles, of course, is that uh, here are some of the titles coming to HBO Max in January. First off, this one, the exact dates to be announced here soon. It'll be uh, the, the new movie, The Fallout, which will be coming out here soon. We don't know exactly yet. <clears throat> coming up January, and this is the, the HBO Max coming up here, okay? Uh, two Guns, 2001, A Space Odyssey, 17 again. 300 Rise of an Empire, uh, Akut Zaramo, All-Star Superman, The Animatrix, Annabelle Comes Home, Amityville 3D, Amityville 2 The Possession, uh, Aquaman, Barry Monday, Bat Kid Begins, Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero, Batman and Harley, Batman Begins, Batman Beyond The Return of the Joker, Batman Ninja, Batman Unlimited Animal Instinct, Batman Unlimited Mechs versus Mutants. Batman Unlimited Monster Mayhem. Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. The Batman versus Dracula. Batman versus Robin. Batman versus Two Face. Batman ver- uh, Batman Assault on Arkham. <clears throat> Batman Bad Blood. Batman Death in the Family. And a lot of maybe the movies and a lot of these are the uh, real life movies, and a lot of, and a lot of these have to do with Batman. So I'll just go ahead and let you know. Also, Gotham by Gaslight, Gotham Knight, Hush, Mask of the Phantasm, Mystery of the Batwoman, Return of the Cape Crusaders, Part 1, Soul of the Dragon, The Dark Knight Returns, Part 1 and Part 2, The Long Halloween, Part 1, The Long Halloween, Part 2, Under the Red Hood, Year 1, also uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous and One Harley Quinn, Brother Nature, 
Blade Runner, the final cut. This is the, the original one. And also the movie, uh, uh, The Bodyguard, Bullet, both Caddyshack and Caddyshack 2, Capote, Casablanca, Catwoman, Chaplin, A Cinderella Story, A Cinderella Story, Once Upon a Song, the original Citizen Kane from back in 1941. Also, A Clockwork, Clockwork Orange, Collide, Constantine, City of Demons, Copland, Cop Out, Rich Assassins, I mean, crazy, crazy Rich Asians. I'm sorry, I don't want to say Assassins. Sorry about that. The Curse of La Llorona, Daddy Day Camp, Daddy Day Care. Also, The Dark Crystal, The Dark Knight, DC Showcase, Superman, Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. Uh, several DC Superhero Girls features include Hero of the Year, Intergalactic Games, and Legends of Atlantis. Also, The Death of Superman, Devils and Dragons, The Departed, The Diary of a Teenage Girl. Dirty Harry, Dog Day Afternoon, Dumb and Dumber, Dumber When Harry Met Lloyd, Easy A, Empire of the Sun, The Enforcer, Eraser, The Exorcist, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is which will premiere <clears throat> on January first. The Faculty, Fast and Furious Six, Fatal Attraction, Fled, Four Christmases, Freedom Fighters, The Ray, Friday, The Friday After Next, Frozen River. The Fugitive, uh, the Harrison Ford movie, by the way. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Gone Baby Gone, Gone with the Wind, Good Neighbors, The Goonies, The Gospel According to Andre, Gravity, The Green Hornet, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Emerald Knights, Green Lantern, First Flight, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, Harlem Knights, uh, Harry Potter, 20th Anniversary, Return to Hogwarts, which is HBO Max original premiere, Harry Potter, Hogwarts, Tournament of, of, of Houses Season 1, Here Comes the Devil, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, also The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, Hobo with a Shotgun, House Party 2 and 3 and 4, House Party Tonight's Tonight, Inception, It Chapter 2, JL, JLA Adventures Trapped in Time, John Dies at the End, Joker, Justice League, League, Dark Apocalypse War, Justice League versus Teen Titans, Justice League versus The Fatal Five, Justice Justice League Crisis on Two Earths, Justice League Doom, Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox, Justice League Gods and Monsters, Justice League The New Frontier, Justice League The Throne of Atlantis, Justice League War, Justice Society World War II, Killing Gunther, Kiltro, the original King Kong from 1933. Kong Skull Island, Horrible Bosses, Horrible Bosses 2, The Iron Lady, The Last Five Years, Last Night, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, The Lego Batman Movie, also Lego Batman DC Superheroes Unite, Lego DC Batman Family Matters, Lego DC Comic Superheroes, Aquaman, Rage of Atlantis, Lego DC Comic Superheroes, Justice League versus Bizarro League, Lego DC Comic Superheroes, Justice League Attack of the Legion of Doom, a lot of Lego DC comic superheroes here, folks. Uh, the Flash, also Magic and Monsters, a couple of superhero girls, uh, Brain Drain and Super Villain High, Lego Justice League, um, Cosmic, Cosmic Clash, and also got Gotham City Breakout, uh, Lethal Weapon, Little Nicky, the Lord, all three Lord of the Rings movies, The Fellowship of the Ring, The Return of the King, and the Two. 
Also, the losers, 11, 11 basketball, the lucky one, lucky numbers. Mad Max, Fury Road, Magic Mike, Magnum Force, Malcolm X, the Maltese Falcon, the Mask, Mean Streets, Memento, the Mentalist, Michael Clayton, Mildred Pierce, Mimic, Mimic 2, Mimic 3, the um, Mortal Kombat from this year, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Mortal Kombat Conquest, Mortal Kombat Legacy, Mortal Kombat Legends, Battle of the Realms, and Scorpion's Revenge, Beyond the Bounty, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, European Vacation, and the Original Vacation, Necessary Evil, the Supervillains of DC Comics, Next, Next Friday, North by Northwest, The Nun, Ocean's 8, The Outlaw, Josie Wales, Paddington 2, The Pelican Brief, The Philadelphia Story, Pineapple Express, The Pirates, Band of Misfits, Practical Magic, Quigley Down Under, <clears throat> and the Jailbird, Ready Player One, Reign of the Superman, The Road Warrior, Ro Romeo Must Die, Roots the Gift, The Roots Miniseries, Roots the Next Generation, Rumor Has It, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, uh, Serbi Led to Sue Blancs, The Shawshank Redemption, Shazam, The Shining, Singing in the Rain, Son of Batman, The Son of Kong, Spare Parts, Stealing Harvard, A Streetcar Named Desire, Sudden Impact, Impact Squad, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, Sunset Song, Superfly, uh, Supergirl from 2015, also Superman 2, Superman 3, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, Superman vs. The Elite, the Brainiac, uh, Superman Brainiac Attack, Superman Doomsday, <clears throat> Superman Man of Tomorrow, Superman Red Sun, the first Superman movie from 1978, Superman Unbound, Superman Batman Public Enemies, Superman Batman Apocalypse, also Swordfish, also Teen Titans Go to the Movies, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, Teen Titans uh, Judas Contract, Teen Titus Trouble in Tokyo, Thor Tales of Asgard, Tim Burton's Cor Corpse Bride, A Time to Kill, The Time Traveler's Wife, The Two Jakes, Training Day, Ultraviolet, Vegas Vacation, Venus and Serene Vendetta, Vixen, Watchmen, uh, Motion Comics version of Watchmen, Wedding Crashers, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, When Harry Met Sally, Where the Wild Things Are, The Wizard of Oz, Wonder Woman, the animated Wonder Woman, also Wonder Woman Bloodlines, Wrong Turn at Tahoe, uh, The Yellow Birds, Yes Man, Yogi Bear, Zookeeper, and Z Zoom. Also January 2nd, Wipeout Season 1, Part A. January 4th, Invokers, Inside Jokes, Batch 4, and Snow Piercer, Piercer Season 2. Uh, <clears throat> January 5th, the 25th season, I believe, of The Bachelor. January 7th, Algo Azul, also Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, the original series five premiere of, of Search Party, and also Teenage Euthanasia Season 1. January 9th, Euphoria, original Season 2 premiere, also original Season 2 premiere, The Righteous Gemstones. January 12th, Joe Para Talks With You Season 3, Squidbilly Season 13. January 13th, Diego, The Last Goodbye. Original documentary, My Mom, Your Dad, original season one premiere, Peacemaker, Max, original season one premiere, Station Eleven, Max, original season finale. Uh, January 14th, ER, January 15th, Fringe, January 16th, 
season fun body somewhere January 17th injustice and the murder of Fred Hampton which is a documentary January 19th last up in Mike at the end of the world January 20th astral journey uh, also known as Jordana Astro Max, Max original season one premiere Looney Tunes cartoons Max original season four premiere Moses Storm uh, trash white rat Max original premiere all job original miniseries season one premiere january 21st back on the record with bob costas season two premiere season finale of chillin island uh, the invisibles from last year the last og season four season 20 premiere of real time with bill maher january 24th the gilded age season one premiere pennyworth seasons one and two january 25th the uh, real sports of brian gumbel which will start next january 27th uh bunker max original season one premiere the cut also known as oh grande look a max original season one premiere gamora max original season five premiere malignant from from this year also take out with lisa ling max original season one premiere january 28th the hangover part three january 29th reminiscence and also titles leave, leaving hbo max in january January 20th, HBO First Look, Nightmare Alley is leaving. Also, January 21st, the following will be leaving. Two Days in the Valley, I Walk Among the Tombstones, Director's Cut, Argo, Backtrack, Extended Versions, Battle of the, for the Planet of the Apes, Behind Enemy Lines, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Biodome, Black Death, Blue Crush, Blue Ruin, Blue Baker, Carmen Ye Lola, Chasing Mavericks. Also, the conquest of the pa pa planet of the apes deep cover the Chico, the chico i guess desperately seeking susan dirty dirty work unrated version the, from uh, the, movie, the movie disaster movie eight men out envy escape from the planet of the apes ghost in the machine gun shy hacksaw ridge hangman from this year also harley davidson and the marble man heaven can wait hercules hitchcock hump day it goes Daily English Reborn, Julia, Kansas, Law of Attraction, Lincoln, Love and Death, Man Down, Married to the Mob, Mississippi Burning, Mystery Date, Nobody Walks, No Cures, Sir to Hermano, Planet of the Apes, Popeye, Project X, which is the Matthew Broderick movie from the 80s, Punisher War Zone, Rabbit, Director's Cut, the 2008 Rambo movie, uh, also the movie Red Man. This is semi-tough, separate tables, serving Sarah, Stand and Deliver, Stardust Memories, The Banger Sisters, The Double, The Hunt, The Last of the Finest, The Man in the Iron Mask, The Out of Towners, The Prince, The Punisher, The Purple Rose of Cairo, The Score, The Square, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, Underwater, Up in the Air, Doolittle, Flipper, He Got Game, Snow Dogs, Call of the Wild, Cap, Evelyn, X, M. Evelyn X Evelyn flight the Fisher King the fisherman and Wednesday that's what's leaving in HBO Max next month starting at the end of the end of uh, at the end of January so be sure to check that out here folks our next story uh, coming out here came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as James Gunn confirms a weekly release schedule for peacemaker 
The John Cena-led DCEU series Peacemaker will be released on a weekly schedule as confirmed by creator James Gunn. Gunn, who wrote and directed The Suicide Squad along with the upcoming spinoff series, responded to a, fa- excuse me, to a fan question to confirm that the series will release three episodes of it on HBO Max for its previously revealed January 13th premiere date, followed by five weekly episodes afterwards. The Cena stars P- Cena as Peacemaker, the character he played Suicide Squad, and explores his origins as well as his next actions following the conclusion of the film. James Gunn did post this on his Twitter account yesterday. Three episodes will be released on January 13th, and then a, then one a week thereafter. Hashtag Peacemaker. Hashtag H, at, at HBO Max. At DC Peacemaker. You can, of course, check that, check that out there, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday. As Spider-Man No Way Home rises to final $260 million opening, its second best start ever. Spider-Man No Way Home jumped even higher for its opening weekend in the final box office numbers, rising to the second best domestic opening of all time. The final numbers for the MCU film landed at $260 million for the weekend, thanks to the final Sunday numbers. Up to $3 million reported on Sunday based on Sunday's projections. That number makes the Sony-Disney collaboration the second-best domestic opening of all time, ahead of Avengers Infinity Wars, $258.7 million, and behind only the $357.1 million start of Avengers Endgame. It brings the worldwide box office star for the film to $600.5 million. Needless to say, Sony and Disney are very happy about these results, which make it already against its 200 million production budget plus marketing it remains to be seen how high the film may finish out at by considering the traditionally low week-to-week drops of films over the holiday season but a final domestic gross of at least 700 million seems pretty likely and quite possibly higher the film has some competition coming this week week in the matrix resurrection resurrections and for family audiences sing too but it will have a clap to that for the next couple of weeks after, of course, until afterwards, until Scream arrives on January the 14th. So, so they may be able to get a little bit more momentum here, of course, depending upon how many more people go and see this movie. <sighs> Jeremy Thomas posted this story here on Sunday as Jonathan Groff talks about playing the new programming of his Matrix Red's character. <coughs> Excuse me. Jonathan Groff appears to be playing Agent Smith in the Matrix Resurrections if the latest trailer is any indication. And he recently talked about working with director Lana Wachowski and playing the role. Groff spoke with Games Radar about his work in the film in the process of collaborating with Wachowski on the character. Lana was very Lana was very interested in the new programming of certain characters. And so as far as giving nods or winks or references to things that had happened previously, I allowed her to drive the car and would be ready and willing to do anything she asked for at any moment. So the process for me was making something my own and trusting her to mold and shift it as it went along. He continued, it was such a thrilling process. Lana used to really used to really into everything being exact and pre-planned. She about 20 years ago, and it was like a comic book. 
and this was very this was very much in the moment you come to set ready for it to, to go any which way the articulation of the choices being made by the character was a combination of what was written on the page and what had been planned if it was a fight then there was a fight choreography and then the magic of things sparking in the moment she would sometimes say like go over here no actually go over here she was saying a lot on the spot and it was a real thrill ride the whole the film does star of course, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Neil Patrick Harris, Jessica Henwick, Lambert Wilson, Daniel Bernhardt, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, Jonathan Groff himself, Priyanka Chopra Jonas, Christina Ritchie, Thelma Hopkins, and, and Andrea Ibera, Toby on Wemeyer, Max Remelt, and Brian J. Smith. They're in date in theaters and HBO Max here of course today so so of course you can continue to see how this will of course unfold here as well <clears throat> jeremy thomas posted this story here tonight i mean back, i'm sorry back on um back on sunday as robert rodriguez said that an elite angel is still possible Robert Rodriguez's Alita, Alita Battle Angel didn't become a box office hit, but the director says that a follow-up film could still happen. Rodriguez directed the 2019 film based on the OVA Battle Angel, Angel after Gene Cameron had to step away from it due to his work on the Avatar films. And while it ultimately lost money even with over $400 million worldwide, Rodriguez says he's spoken to Cameron about a second entry. Jim and I talked about it recently. I'm still very interested. Rodriguez told THR... For a feature about the upcoming book of Boba Fett series, I told him, "Let me deliver Boba, and let's figure out a pitch." Despite falling falling short financially and critically, Alita: Battle Angel has a devoted fan base, and Rodriguez even told Forbes last year that Fox's acquisition of Disney by Disney means a follow-up could conceivably end up on Disney Plus. Noting, I think anything is possible. Disney bought Fox, Disney Plus. So that is worth the conversation. I know other people would love to see another, and I would love to do another one. Rodriguez said, as far as we would go or, or how it would be made, I think streaming has opened up many opportunities, such as sequels. It's already a pre-sold concept. It's already got a built-in audience that wants to see it, and it's delivered to them in a way that's, easy, that's, that, that's the easiest for them to consume. I mean, of course, that's just a personal opinion, but I mean... Uh, let's see. Okay. All right. Talking about uh, Spider-Man here. We've got the box house report that came out on Sunday. As like I said, Spider-Man No Way Home post third best opening ever with $253 million. Uh, All we'll do, ladies and gentlemen, is just go over the stats, of course, with this past weekend's box office. Uh, we won't have to, we won't read the whole thing here, but I'll just read, of course, this right here. Uh, like I said, this was as of this, uh, three this past weekend, of course. Here, folks, number one, Spider-Man: No Way Home, two hundred fifty-three million. It was, of course, this was, this was, of course, this first weekend. So it made, so that's what started with so far total so far. But worldwide, it has gotten five hundred and eighty-seven point two million dollars. Number two, six point five million, eighty-one point three total so far, one hundred seventy-five point five million worldwide. 
worldwide. Number three, West Side Story, 3.4 million, 18 million total, 27.1 million worldwide. Number four, Ghostbusters Afterlife, 3.4 million, 117.2 million total, 173.6 million worldwide. Number five, Nightmare Alley, 3 million, so 3 million, of course, this weekend. So far as made 3 million, has made 3 million worldwide. House of Gucci, 1.9 million, 44.9 million total so far, 106.2 million worldwide. Number seven, Pushbud the Rise Part One, 1.3 million. That's what's already done. This, this is this is also its first weekend, so that's what it's got total, and that's what's made worldwide. Number eight, Eternals, 1.2 million this past weekend, 163.6 million total so far, and 399.6 million worldwide. Number nine, Clifford the Big Red Dog, 400 thousand dollars this past weekend, 48.6 million dollars total. 68 million dollars worldwide and number 10 resident evil welcome to raccoon city two hundred thousand dollars this weekend 16.7 million dollars total 31.6 million worldwide so so like i said some of your top movies of course are very very well ghostbusters afterlife is still holding on Staying in the top five, it seems so. Very, very good, of course, here indeed. J Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Sunday as AJ, AJ Lee says, Blade of the 47 Ronin filming complete, and it is coming next year. The first film co-written by AJ Lee has completed filming and will hit Netflix next year. WWE alone to Instagram to note that Blade of the 47 Ronin, the sequel to the 2013 Keanu Reeves-led fantasy film 47 Ronin, has wrapped production. Lee wrote the following. We wrote a movie, and the superheroes just wrapped production. Thank you, Universal 1440, Tim Kowak, and at Ron Ewan for bringing at Amy Garcia for reels and me. On board, cannot wait to see the magic casting crew brought to life. Hashtag Blade of the 47 Ronin. Hashtag Netflix 2022. Lee co-wrote the film with a regular writing partner, Amy Garcia. The sequel stars Anna, Anna Canna and Mark Dacascos. And is set in the modern world centuries after the original film where samurai clans have continued to exist in secrecy for centuries. <sighs> So, <clears throat> so of course, uh, so like I said, AJ posted this on her Twitter account at the AJ Mendez. If you wish to, of course, uh, if you wish to, of course, check that out. This story came out on Saturday as. Harvey Weinstein threatened to replace Peter Jackson with Quentin Tarantino for the Lord of the Rings movies. Believe it or not, Harvey Weinstein allegedly threatened to replace Peter Jackson with Quentin Tarantino for the Lord of the Rings when the project was at Miramax, which was run by, at the time, Harvey and Bob Weinstein. The Weinsteins were originally supportive of Jackson's vision for the book series. However, Peter Jackson's manager, Kim Kamins, Recently told the Independent that Harvey changed his tune and eventually demanded that Jackson find a way to get all the material into one movie 
and he'd bring in Quentin Tarantino to direct it. Harvey would go from acting empathically to turn on a dime into Mr. Hyde and would threaten Peter. He threatened to get Quentin Tarantino to direct if Peter couldn't do it in one film. That was two and a half hours, which was the exact opposite of what he initially told us he wanted. Eventually, I'd go to Harvey and say, you have to give us a window to shop it. Who knows if Tarantino was ever seriously considered a project or if this was an idle threat by Weinstein. The Weinsteins were in a tough spot at the time as Disney, who were the owners of Miramax, had put a cap on how much Miramax could spend and the plan for the Lord of the Rings films far exceeded that. This led to Harvey telling Jackson that he could shop the project around to other studios, but if they found a deal, he'd still get 5% of the total gross. The films ended up being sold to New Line, where the project was turned into a trilogy and went on to earn some money with 5% and an executive producer credit going to Harvey Weinstein himself. So ladies and gentlemen, uh that is that is what we got of course in terms of the uh pop culture history and pop culture news and views off of 411 mania we'll come back to 411 mania in just a few moments to bring you of course uh some wrestling news tidbits <clears throat> so, in the meantime ladies and gentlemen is bringing this right here 1605 562 0444 caller ID 141387 pound. This is episode 285 of WCWS Outside the Ropes. This is, of course, Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw, of course, here with you as the rest of the panel. Way too tough to handle, of course. Art are, of course, uh, taking it easy here and are so psyched up and prepped for tonight's edition of. AEW Dynamite, of course, as you know, it's their holiday bash show tonight. Of course, it's being held in the legendary Greensboro Coliseum in my neck of the woods, Greensboro, North Carolina. And there'll be a whole lot to talk about here, of course, here tonight on episode number 1084, Revolution. Excuse me, 138055 pound, of course. I'll be back in the in the, in the the driver's seat as I'll be bringing you, we'll be bringing you wrestling news and views, courtesy of 411 Mania. Uh, we, of course, have your history, wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports, courtesy of the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. We will also, of course, uh, talk about what happened last night with NXT. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about, of course, some highlights from some, some results from what happened uh, tonight at the Holiday Bash, of course, here in Greensboro. So be sure to uh, check. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have an update on all of our poll matches, of course, here in <clears throat> um, on the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center Facebook page, including, of course, the big battle world that we've added on to that, of course, with the winner to become the brand-new AEWS Holiday Bash champion. So we'll let you we'll give you some, any updates that we have currently up on that, of course, coming up here tonight. So be sure to listen in. On 1,084, of course, of Revolution, 138055 pound, coming up here, of course, at 9 o'clock. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to our pop culture history and birthday report for today, December the 22nd. Of course, general pop culture, as well as, of course, uh, um, history and birthdays, of course, involving um, movies, television, music, and, of course, sports. 
on the state in 1790, supposedly impenetrable Turkish fort fortress of Ismail stormed and captured by Suvorov and his Russian armies during the Russo-Turkish War between 1787 and 1792. On the state in 1877, Thomas Edison's phonograph is announced by Scientific American. On the state in 1885, Ito Hirabumi, a samurai, becomes the first prime minister of Japan. On the state in 1989, after 23 dictatorial rule, Roman ousted communist dictator Nikolai Chastashu. On the state in 1990, Lei Walsh was sworn in as Poland's first popular, popular elected president. On the state in 2010, repeal the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy, a 17-year-old policy banning homosexuals serving openly in the U.S. military, which was signed into law. Of course, the repeal was signed into law by President Barack Obama. One moment from movies and television here tonight. On the state in 1932, The Mummy was directed by Carl Freund and starring the late Boris Karloff. It was released in the United States. It is the very first horror film um, talk, uh, uh, about The Mummy. Today in music history here, folks, on the state in 1894, Claude Debussy's orchestral masterpiece, Prelude à la Prix Madrid du Fon premieres in Paris. And also in the state in sports history in 1894, the United States Golf Association forms in New York. I want to say 1956, Colo is born, which is the first grow to be bred into captivity at Columbus Zoo and Aquarium in Columbus, Ohio. Several birthdays, of course, talk about it. Uh, Jean Racine was born on this date in, 19, in 1639. He, he, pa, he pa, would pass away in 1699. Frank Kellogg, uh, they had to do with the course, which we know as Kellogg Cereals, was born on this day in 1856. He would pass away in 1937. Giacomo Puccini was born on this day in 1858. He passed away in 1824. And Connie Mack was born on this day in 1862. He would pass away in 1956. So celebrity birthdays to speak up here, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. Baseball great Steve Carlton today turned 77. Another baseball great Steve Garvey turned 73. Uh, Maurice Gibb of the Bee Gees was born on this date in 1949. He would pass away in 2003. His brother Robin Gibb, also the BGs, was born on this day in 1949. He would pass away nine years later in 2012. Actor Ralph Fine today turns 59, and Gabriel Medina today turns 28. On this day in 1849, the execution of Russian writer Fedor Dostoevsky by firing squad is called off at the last second. speak up here on this date in 1915. Biologist Alexander Fleming, who was 34 at the time, marries Sarah McElroy. On this date in 1936, filmmaker Billy Wilder, who was 30 at the time, marries his first wife, Judith Kopakis. On this date in 1960, legendary NFL quarterback Fran Tarkenton, who was 20 at the time, marries Anna Elaine Merrill at First Baptist Church in Decatur, Georgia. 
birthday in 2006, one divorce speak of uh, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy star Sandra Oh my, no, Sandra O, oh, who was 35 at the time, divorces Oscar winning sideways director Alexander Payne, who was 45 at the time, due to irreconcilable differences after only five years of marriage. Some passings, of course, here in history. Uh, George Ellis was in 1880. Beatrix Potter, well known writer, passed away on the state in 1943. Lucy Burns. Passed away on this date in 1966. Chico Mendez passed away on this date in 1988. Samuel Beckett passed away on this date in 1989. And legendary musician Joe Cocker passed away on this date in 2014. Uh, 1737, born in born in poverty and obscurity. Uh, she. She, 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 but along, she died on this day in the same state. But along the way, Sarah Wallen became much sought after Mrs. Mapp, the Epsom bone setter. Now let's check out. Okay. Let's check out your music history and birthdays here, folks. On a day in 1808. Beethoven's Symphonies numbers five and six, Choral Fantasy and Piano Concerto number four, featuring the composer as a soloist, premiere at the Theater Alden Wynn in Vienna, Austria. On say in eighteen ninety four, Claude Debussy's first orchestral masterpiece, Prelude à la Prix Midi du Fon, premieres in Paris. On say nineteen eighty four, closes at Belasco Theater, New York City, after fifty four performances. On say 1956, New Faces of 1956 closes at Barrymore Theater, New York City after 221 performances. On his, a couple of moments on his 1958, number one, the Chipmunk song reaches number one, and Whoop Up opens at Schubert Theater, New York City for 56 performances. On the state in 1976, Your Arms Too Short opens at Lycombe, New York City for 429 performances. Also, in 1976, East, East Germany grants rock singer Nina Hagen her request to leave the country after refusing her after refusing her stepfather reentry. Giacomo Puccini uh, was born on this day in 1858. Like we said, he passed away in 1924. Also. So members of the Bee Gees, Maurice and Robin Gibb, both were born in 1948, but Maurice passed away in 2003. Robin Gibb would pass away nine years later in 2012. And also one passing on this day, the legendary Joe Cocker passed away on this date in 2014. On this date in 2000, one wedding to speak of, pop singing sensation Madonna, who was 42 at the time, Mary's film director Guy Ritchie, who was 32 at the time, Debo Castle in Scotland. And some sports history here to bring you. On a day in 1877, the American Bicycling Journal begins publishing in Boston, Massachusetts. On a day in 1888, heavyweight boxing champion John L. Sullivan challenges Jake Kiltrain. On a day in 1894, the United States Golf Association forms in New York. On a day in 1915, organized baseball and federal league sign a peace treaty in 
since the Federal Baseball League officially dissolves. On say 1917, in the NHL's first official week of play, three players score hat tricks in the same game for the same team. Cord Dennehy, Reg Noble, and Harry Meeking each scored three for the Toronto Arenas and in an 11-4 win over the Ottawa Senators. On the state in 1923, Bill Ponsford and Edgar Mayne make 46 opening stand for Victoria. On the state in 1924, Babe Dye of NHL's Toronto St. Patrick's scores five goals, defeats the Bruins 10-2. And on the state in 1941, the 1942 NFL Draft, Bill Dudley from the University of Virginia is the first pick by JD's team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, some birthdays in sports, as you say, Connie Mack was born on this day in 1870. He would pass away in 1956. Also today, uh, two baseball greats have a birthday. First off, Steve Carlton today turned 77, and Steve Garvey turned 73. I believe this him. He may be a soccer star. I'm not sure. Gabriel Medina uh, was born, was turned 28 years old here today. Some notable passings in the world of sports. 1973, James Anderson, a tennis player of Australian descent, won the Australian Championship in 1922, 24, and 25, passed away at the age of 79. On his day in 1987, Henry Cotton, a golfer of English descent, who won the British Open in 1934, 1937, and 1948, passes away at the age of 80. On his day in 2004, Doug Alt, a baseball player born right here in America, he was born in 1950, so he was probably about 53, 54 years old. When he and I'll just say in 2006, Elena Mukina, a gymnast of Russian descent, a three-time world championship gold in 1978, two times two World Cup gold in 1977, dies of complications from quadriplegia at the age of 46. And two birthdays to speak of, never said 1960, quarterback Fran Tarkenton marries Anna Elaine Merrill at first Baptist And on the day 2005, Osprey's rugby star Shane Williams, who was 28 at the time, marries Gail Lacey at Twin Church in German West Wales. So ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with your wrestling, I mean, your pop culture uh, history and your pop culture uh history and birthday report here for this evening now ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and bring you of course some of the stories between tonight and tonight that we do have here on here we can bring it on outside the ropes before we go on the state and on the state and uh like i said we go to our wrestling portion now blake lavelle posted this story as jay lethal talks about his favorite era of ring of honor and the impact of the elite leaving Ring of Honor in 2018. In a recent interview on Talk is Jericho, Jay Lethal discussed his favorite era of Ring of Honor during his run with the company, the impact of elite leaving Ring of Honor, and much more. Here are some of his comments. Jay Lethal on his favorite era of Ring of Honor during his run with the company, Lethal says, I'm afraid to answer that because I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn here. I think if you ask anybody, they'll have a different they'll have a different time, and that's cool. But for me, 
It's 2015 when I won the belt. And maybe I'm answering this too personally, but it was like the peak of business, especially for me. We were some of the most merchandise. When the Bucks and Cody were there, that was another high point. I was home probably one weekend a month if I was lucky. I thought that was good. We were doing great crowds. We were selling out. We weren't running these massive venues. Obviously, of course, the Hammerstein Ballroom always sold out. The Hammerstein, I heard because they were charging so much. But, yes, for me personally, I would say one of the biggest points was from 2015. On the impact of Elite leaving Ring of Honor in 2018, that was a massive exodus of a good, solid group of people that was drawing the fans there. When this exodus, this massive leaving happened, my heart broke. This was also during a contract renegotiation time for me. An offer was made for me, and they extended the offer to me to say, hey, come with us to AEW. I didn't take it, obviously, and here's why. Throughout my entire Ring of Honor career, I really feel like they laid out the red carpet for not only me, but my family. They've gone above and beyond. I can't think of a single that bad thing to say about them, except except for they let us sit home too long and paid us. When all these guys were leaving, and I don't want to seem like I'm some savior, but when all those guys left, I literally thought about the state of the company, and not only that, but the state of them of, of that my friends would be left left in because I'm friends with everybody there. I thought well, I can do it all by myself. <clears throat> but at least if I'm here, I can try to help because I feel like the company is going to suffer. They have it very good to me. Let me repay the favor. The favor let me repay the favor. Excuse me there, folks. That's the only reason why I say, stayed. I wanted to, to go so bad. Already, I already knew from from the start that was going to happen. But yeah, I feel like I was in the right. I was. I feel like it was the right thing to do. And you can check out, of course, Chris Jericho's interview with Jay Lethal. If you have access to Apple Podcasts, you can click on that, uh, the Talk Is Jericho podcast, and listen to his conversation that he did have with Jay Lethal. Excuse me. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. As Virgil calls out, calls Veer his creation, says that he's the next Brock Lesnar. Virgil is a big fan of Veer and probably because he claims Veer is his creation and says that he's the next Brock Lesnar. The former WCW, WWE and WCW star who was known for his outlandish claims posted to Instagram on Tuesday and said that Veer, that, that Veer is someone who is very excited, he's very excited about and says that Veer is a spinoff of Virgil. Of course, his full post is right here on, on this page. Veer Mahan has been hyped as coming to Raw since the WWE draft, though as of yet he hasn't been, been he has been hasn't made his Raw debut. He, he has made appearances on 
main event. <clears throat> you ain't never going to meet a bigger Veer guy. Have, haven't been, been this excited since the Ascension got signed. You got, you see, Veer was my creation. It was a spinoff of Veer Gill. <clears throat> he said basically he pays homage to the chut, uh, Chutney Killer who drags beefy beef all day. Sonda and Posse. That's watching next Brock Lesnar whip his tail until stardom, and that's it. <sighs> and you can check out Virgil's uh, Instagram post about about this man if you wish to go back and read a little something about it. This story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as WWE advertised impossible Brock Lesnar appearances at some of their live events. WWE advertising is advertising possible warehouse show appearances by Brock Lesnar at next month's live event in Boston and more. PW Insider reports that Drew McIntyre will face the winner of Roman Reigns versus Lesnar at day one for the Universal title at that live event show in Boston. Uh, let's see. On January the 8th, uh, Fargo, North Dakota on January 13th, Salt Lake City on February 5th, and Boise, Idaho on February 6th. The full announcement for the Boston show is as follows. Universal title match, Drew McIntyre will take on either Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. WWE Big E taking on Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Bobby Lashley. Raw Women's title, Bianca Belair versus Morgan versus Becky Lynch. SmackDown Women's Title Match, Sasha Banks versus Tony Storm versus Charlotte. SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Uh, SmackDown Women's Title Match, I'm sorry, excuse me. Sasha Banks takes on, I said Tony Storm and Charlotte. SmackDown Tag Team Titles, the New Day will take on the and the Raw Tag Team title holders, RK Bro, will take on the Street Profits. So once we get more information about some of the, about this show, we will of course keep you informed about that. <sighs> Jeremy Thomas posted this story right here yesterday, as Buff Bagwell says he blames Jim Ross for his WWE release in 2001. Now the Iceman, I believe, did read this story during Revolution last night, but I'll bring it one more time just in case you did it. In an interview with Who the Fook Are These Guys podcast via Wrestling Inc., Buff Bagwell criticized Jim Ross for his brief stint in WWE during the WCW invasion that took place in 2001. And here are some parts of the prop of the some of the highlights. But Bagwell and Jim Ross being the cause for him getting released from WWE, Bagwell says if he did not like me and he did his he did his job fine. Heat that, that I have with Jim Ross. If you had a guy, <clears throat> you had if you had a, a guy that called you up and said, "Don't come to the, don't come to these shows," and is that like your home? <clears throat> let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 
God bless God. God, me, and him are the only three witnesses I have. And who are they? Who are they going to believe? They're going to believe Jim Ross because it puts me in a bad situation of people trying to believe that my effing mom was calling up. I said, why would I wrestle Booker T with 25 effing staples in my take off three house shows when you're trying to make it to the WWF? Bagwell, on what he was told by Jim Ross over the phone, Bagwell says this was the Wednesday after Monday night nitro Monday night nitro. I got to, I got <clears throat> I get to, I got to the house the house set in my house and I saw it Uh, let's see. Sorry about that, here, folks. Uh, did you put me in that bad situation? People truly believing that my effing mom calling up Russell Booker T with twenty five effing staples in my head, and then take off three house shows when you're trying to make it to the WWF. Bagwell and what he was told by Jim Ross over the phone. Bagwell says this was the Wednesday after Monday Night Nitro. I got the house set in my house. And not a soul with not a soul in it. In my in my big, beautiful two million dollar mansion, I get a call. It's Jim Ross. He goes, Hey Buff, want you to know we're having big plans for you on Monday. This exact verbiage. We have big plans for you on Monday in Atlanta. We want you to take this weekend off, heal up good, get your head healed up, and then we'll see you on Monday. And we're really excited. Bagwell on how the angle was set up for failure. He says the big news that I that was I got fired in Atlanta. But the point is the week before, why did you go to the invasion in Tacoma? Why did you go to the invasion in Tacoma? The invasion is Ted Turner. Why did we not wait one week and, and do Buff Bagwell versus Booker T? Instead, they were able to say to see it didn't work. We tried, we we tried, but it didn't work. Let's see. Bagwell, of course, on how the angle was set up for failure. He says, the big fire in Atlanta, but the point is, the week before, why did you go to the invasion in Tacoma, guys? The invasion is Ted Turner. Why did we not wait one week and do Buff Bagwell versus Booker T? That they were able to say, see, it didn't work. We tried it, but it didn't work. Me and Booker knew that, but we didn't know. We couldn't go to him and go, Vince, you can't do that. So we had to play along and do do the thing so 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 long short a short story don't put on the invasion match major invasion match of me and booker the week before atlanta you do it in tacoma where we wcw have been there once in 11 years it was extremely unfair And 
and one more story here, ladies and gentlemen. My apologies here for a little bit of delays here. Jeremy Thomas has one more story which came out on Sunday. Let's see. Yes. Brock Lesnar was spotted out at a public venue. All right. And here's the story right here. Brock Lesnar is a bad AWS on WWE TV, but he was snapped having some fun out of character in a recent pick. At her pig Instagram account, shared the photo of Lesnar dancing with someone at a public location somewhere. Details on the location of the, fo- of the photo and the woman's identity aren't known. Lesnar is famously protective of his private life, and pictures of him all of him away from his professional responsibilities is not a remark. Are not. Sorry about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it right there here with some some wrestling news tidbits. And we'll have more for you here coming up here a little bit later on WWS Revolution episode number 1084. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, we, we thank you for joining us here tonight for episode 285 of WCW US Outside of the Ropes. <clears throat> of course, remember, since 2005, of course, outside. Out of the Ropes 285 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. We will be back, of course, like we said, for 1,084 of Revolution, 138055-pound, your news and views, history and birthdays. We will talk a little bit in some detail about last night's NXT. We'll try to get the results in as far as tonight's AEW Dynamite, which is coming from my neck of the woods, Greensboro Coliseum, of course, the Dynamite Holiday Bash. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you, of course, another update as far as, of course, the the uh, the all the poll matches, of course. Remember, keep in mind that the AWS tag team title match is still going, is in progress, of course. John and Justin defending against Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, and Danny Pomoke Park. Also, the the TUS War Games Championship, John Gross defending against Delayla Peters. Also, of course, the NWA US War Games Championship, John defending against the Iceman Jared DiGiralmo. And all those who have taken part in previous <clears throat> uh, that, that is currently going on to determine the brand new AEW US Holiday Bash Champion is in progress and we'll get you any updates, of course, on. on as those mat- as those <clears throat> matches, of course, we will officially announce the winners of those matches on Friday's edition of, Revo- of Revolution. So we'll keep you informed here about that. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, Outside of the Ropes, episode 285 <clears throat> is a broadcast of the WCW US Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. Your network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. As you continue to stay safe, and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to watch after your loved ones, especially, of course, right here during the holiday season. Here, make sure you're safe, make sure they stay safe, and we can. And that place is something that will be used as a used as a way to fight up, of course, this new dreaded version of the corona of the of the of the infamous pandemic. 
So like I said, this safe and be praying for the good Lord up above. So we will, of course, have that rate. We will, of course, have that. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much here for listening. And we'll be back, like I said, with 1084 of Revolution coming up here, of course, here in about an hour and a half. Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one of the only, ladies and gentlemen, the WCWUS Radio Network. Take care and God bless here, folks. And we'll talk at you here here at 9 o'clock Eastern for Revolution. Take care. Radio Network.